Countdown for blast off. X minus five, four, three, two, X minus one, fire. Episode of the Forgot My Dice podcast. I'm your host Jonathan Edwards, and with me, of course, the there's nothing. Here. Oh, I didn't do no, a joke. You did not there is nothing I here. Not. This this script is a travesty. Uh, well, I, I usually write that in when we do a deep dive, but we're not doing a deep dive. Are you on strike? No, no the writing writing strike's over. Writing's fine, but I, I usually write the joke because I try to make it topical about we're de- what we're deep diving. But then we didn't deep dive, and so I just cut and pasted some <laughs> stuff around, and I forgot to do the joke. Jonathan. That is in and of itself a bit of a joke. John, can you improv a joke? Can you just go? Just go. Just what, what comes to your mind? All right. I'll set the stage. You are at a podiatrist's office and you're talking to a plumber. Go. Oh, my God. <laughs> podiatrist? <laughs> the shit. <laughs> of all places. Well, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't go with like a butt doctor because that, that's, that's the forbidden one. You're never allowed to do butt doctors in, in, in improv. So podiatry just... Podiatry is just a good word. But proctologists need love too. Yeah, but it, it's 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 low hanging fruit. It's low hanging fruit. You can't you can't just know. Podiatry. I, I think that the uh, general general practitioner is the one that's going to handle the low hanging fruit. General practitioner. That was me. Isn't that it? was me doing a How I Met Your Mother reference. I never watched. It. You never watched that show. It pro. No, I was like the only one. I just didn't. It probably has not aged as- well. So I. I no, I don't think it, it it will age well. I don't think I, I think all. it already has not aged well. So I I just fondly look back on it and try not to think about that. It was a good show while it was on though. Sitcoms in general just don't age. I well. know. Tell me about I it. Really tell don't me about it. I really don't. Looking at you, Three's Company, mm-hmm. really awkward, mm-hmm. really awkward. Mm-hmm. Now. I'm watching one right now, but we ain't going to talk about it because strikes. strikes. Strikes be striking. Mm-hmm. I'm watching two technically. One of them I'm a little embarrassed about, but whatever. Anyway, that will come up later, I'm sure. Well, now that we've butchered this, this by joke. by by later, I don't mean later this episode. I mean later in the future when no, no, the strike the strike is over. Yeah, okay, you're picking up. What, okay. Hopefully, 2023. Although it's not looking great right now, not looking great. Okay, okay. Under over, actor strike ends first, or we get a speaker of the house. Oh God, mm. that is mm. ooh, mm. Shh. yeah, that's uh, that's some that's some tasty action right there. That's uh, geez, I'm mm-hmm. gonna go with. All right, I'm going with Speaker of the House first, and okay. the reason why is because all it's gonna take is a looming government shutdown to suddenly grease those wheels, because that's the quickest way to 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 lose a reelection. So I'm going with um. Speak of the house before writer strike. Okay. Okay. I, I'm going to go with opposite. I'm going to go with opposite. Or b- before the SAG strike, because the writer's strike is over. That's true. Yeah, I, the, the SAG strike, I think, is going to end first, before we get a speaker. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So you think that's happening real quick, then? Uh, no, I think Because I think we're I, within 20, 20 days of the uh, I, I, extension bill. Uh, I think we're going to have a shutdown before that happens. All right. Yeah. The die has been cast, my friend. We shall see in the future. I know. This whole... This whole episode is off. It's already started off the rails. Moving on. Apparently a very militant thank you to our patrons over (laughs) at Patreon. No, we don't want that to be militant. 
What are you as always, about? we're gonna kick this sucker off with a thank you to our patrons over at Patreon. You guys are helping us keep the lights on. You're helping the servers keep running, and uh, as we slowly start to extricate ourselves, more so me than Robert from the mess that has been 2023. Yeah, we are back. We're back, baby. We're back. I I am not all here. Uh, one, one, uh, we'll talk about it when I when I get to it. Never mind. Never mind. Push it along. A little bit of a little bit of a short show today. Um, we are recording on a Tuesday rather than a Monday. Um, scheduling has been off again, uh, mostly because of my fault. Uh, the kids are back in school, so we've got all the. Well, last time we were recording, you were on a business trip, which you forgot about. Yeah, that didn't help. That didn't help. I was in Vancouver for business, which was lovely. I might add, uh, lovely. Had a really really good meal at a, a hot pot place called um, Dollar mm. D O L A R. In downtown Vancouver, it was phenomenal hot pot. I had lamb shoulder and the creamy pork broth, uh, potato, a uh, bunch of different vegetables. Uh, and I tried this this really, really good banana egg pancake, which was jaw-droppingly good. I'm glad, I, uh, I'm glad I've, I've eaten. Although Vancouver I, life. I am, uh, I am currently looking up hot pot, seeing if there's one near me. Dude, yeah, hot pot, next level. That was next level hot pot. And apparently that dollar is a chain, so check your local area. Maybe you shall be lucky enough to, to eat uh, at the dollar hot pot, which was phenomenal. But this is not a cooking and eating show. This is a game show. Not a game show. That's incorrect. A board game and tabletop game show. But before we get to the rest of that short, short show today, Robert, you have a day. It's, it is a day. It is a day. Happy a day. National Girl Scout Founders Day. Uh, hey, hey. Yeah, yeah, I had to bring it up, Mike. That's an organization you are uh, intimately familiar mm-hmm. with. Yeah, yeah, the Daughters and Girl Scouts. I help out a bit. Uh, it's mainly me and my daughter and my wife's gym. My, my wife is uh, kind of de facto leading the, the older girls unit. She's teaching them how to make movies right now. They're getting their movie-making badge. <sighs> That's cool. Yeah, I helped. I helped because she, she, you know, we read the thing and we kind of came up with a lesson plan together. Cause she bounced ideas off me and I, I gave her some. And it was it was a good collab. It was a good collab. So I, I like that. I like that. I, what I do is I stay home with my boys on those days and we have what we have affectionately come to know as garbage night because I let them decide what we're going to eat. And it's always macaroni, cheese or pizza. Pretty much. Sometimes it's I corn mean, dogs. Sometimes it's corn dogs. Have you been living in my eldest son's head? Mm. Because that is like literally his entire dietary. But you know what we're doing too much right now? Library. We're 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 talking about boys, and it's not it's not a boys' day. It's a Girl Scout day. Uh, so yes, uh, what's her name? I don't want to get this wrong because I've been flipping it in my head all day today. Juliet Gordon Lowe organized the first Girl Scout troop meeting on March twelfth, nineteen twelve, and today is her birthday. And what day is it also today, Jonathan? Are you aware? Do you know? Uh, October 24th. It is no, a week no, no. until... It's, uh, not, it's not October 24th when this episode comes out in the future, which will be the past for us in a weird way. The future past. It will be Halloween. Today is Halloween. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, she was born on Halloween. That's rad. <clears throat> Actually, my, my Girl Scouts, uh, the Girl Scout troop's going to I was do... supposed to be born on Halloween, but I was a little bit late. I was tardy. Mm. I was tardy by a day. Nice. Yeah, my wife or my daughter was, she was actually, yeah, ditto. Wow. You and Eowyn, man. I always forget you two have the same birthday. Like, I remember. Uh, it's, it's a good damn day. Yeah. It's a good damn day. Anyway, anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And you want to know what? You want to know what? I So when we had the break, you came back and you started talking and I just don't have the brain power to like talk back and read. So I finished reading the art, what I was reading. There was a certain comedy to that. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. And I was, <laughs> I was reading like the controversies that the Boy Scouts have had versus the controversies that the Girl Scouts have had. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, it's been a couple of really, really uncomfortable ones. Yeah. There? Yeah. You know what the controversies the Girl Scouts have had? You know, they, uh, the controversies are those manufactured ones where, you know, they support Planned Parenthood, they, you know, for the good medicine they do for a low, you know, disadvantaged and low wage, you know, women. And uh, yeah, yeah. And I read an article where it was like, yeah, the Girl Scouts are getting harassed more than ever before by people coming up and ranting at them. Uh, and I had that happen to me. I was selling Girl Scout cookies. I was I was there supervising and that straight up happened to me. Some some boomer came up and just started ranting and it's like, I like, not okay. I like Girl Scout cookies, but I'm not going to buy them. Do you want to know why? And I'm like, no. Nope. <laughs> and he's like, well, I'm going to tell you anyway. And I'm like, then why did you then ask? Why did you ask me? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously we share a brain on this subject. <laughs> anyway, not going to get off that topic, but yeah, very cool. She, uh, she was born on, uh, on Halloween, which is cool. Hooray Girl Scouts moving right along. Indeed. Hooray Girl Scouts. Girl Scouts is rad, man. I, I, I'm enjoying. I, I, I go do camp with them every summer. It's good times. I got a fight with another dad about leading the boys troop because, you know, I've got my son who's a little autistic and he's got a son who is just young. And so we both want to be on that group, the, the boys group, because there's a boys group at the Girl Scout camp. It's a thing. Just it's too complicated. It's not. Well, it's not worth explaining. Uh, but yeah, they won't, they won't let us both do that. So yeah, we're gonna have to like break a pool cue and go at it or something. Girl Scout's getting like rough, man. I know they're having trats. His name's Jonathan too, actually. I had to start referring to him as uh, Oregon Jonathan because just to separate the two of them, because during Girl Scout camp, I was sharing stories of Oregon Jonathan and my wife was getting confused. So yeah, I had to start calling him Oregon Jonathan. Or OJ. A, I, I could call him OJ. Where? What? Oh my God. Oh, yeah. The juice is loose. Yeah. Where? Anyway. Just call him the juice. Okay. That'll be, that'll be a non sequitur. Like the next time I see him, which would be the first time in four months. Cause I think that's how long it's been since Girl Scout camp. Just say, just start calling him OJ. It's like, well, you were Oregon Jonathan for a while. And then it was OJ. <laughs> I mean, does he drive a Bronco? I. He, he's a he's a family. I know he's got a family car. I don't know what it is, to be honest with you. Huh. I'll let you know. I'll find out. I can make Fair enough. Happen. Well, shall we move on to our off the shelf segment? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. It's time to move on to off the shelf, which means we're talking about all the wonderful things that we've had off of our shelves and into our digital hearts, into our tabletop hearts, into any variety of hearts. Uh, and we get to talk about all the fun things that we've been doing. So. I say we leave board games for last because I actually have been playing some board games. I uh, actually, oddly enough, with my coworkers up in Vancouver, we played a, a bunch of board games. It was fun. Rad. Yeah, it was neat. It was neat. Uh, I did not realize that uh, they shared that uh, hobby. And uh, yeah, we got a, had a chance to have some really good chats. All right. Let's start with movie uh, reading because you were asking me about this <clears throat> and I said I would I would explain it later. It's later, Jonathan. It's later. It's later. <laughs> so are you going first then? I'm going first. I have been reading Alien 3, a novel based off of an original script by William Gibson, written by Pat uh, Cadigan. 
And it is what it says on the tin. So William Gibson wrote a script, one of the many, many, many scripts written for Alien 3. I've read all of them because I'm kind of a xenomorph nut. It's probably the better one just because it played it safe. The... uh, the further man they went out into the out out into the weeds, the worse it got until we got what we got, which uh, yeah, that's uh, that that has all the hallmarks of studio fingerprints all over it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, a few years ago, I talked about it. They made a uh, comic book version of it, which I borrowed from the library, which I borrowed again because I'm reading the book and I I wanted a refresher on what that was all about. And uh, yeah, now I'm reading the novelization of it, which uh, I I like. I like. Because uh, we're going to circle back around to this, but uh, I like my headcanon being that y- you know what happens to Newt at the uh, kind of th- at the end of the first act, basically before things start hitting the fan. You know what happens to her? You know what happens? She doesn't drown in a freaking tube on the prison planet covered with lice. No, no. Hicks puts her on a transport and says, "See you later, Newt. I'll be in touch. Give me, a- make sure you uh, send me a letter when you get home." And Newt goes home to Portland, Oregon, to live with her grandparents. And she is out of the aliens universe at that point, and nothing bad happens to her. And I prefer that over anything. You know, I, I just got to say, I, I've seen a lot of science fiction properties forget that they had a good setup and just, like, try and reinvent the wheel. But none of them have pissed me off quite as much as taking all the characters from Aliens and just saying, nah, we only want the one. Mm-hmm. And even then, we're not going to make her her. Well, it was her in three. Yeah, but it wasn't. Yeah, well, and then it wasn't her in four. And, and, and here's the thing. I'm talking about the characterization. I'm not talking about the actress. True, true, true. And, uh... It wasn't. Yeah, anyway, we'll, 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 we'll circle back around to Xenomorphs. But yes, that, that is the book I'm reading. It's actually quite good. I'm having a good time reading it. I, I've read the script... And uh, having it be a novelization where they can, you know, have points of view and drag some stuff out that, you know, spend more time with certain topics and and subplots that, you know, maybe are more deserving uh, or just make for better reading. It's it's been nice. It's probably the best version of Alien 3, the William Gibson version that I've read. So I read a couple different drafts of Alien 3 um, that were very amusing. I also, oddly enough, way back in the 90s, in the mid-90s, I read a draft of an Aliens versus Predator movie that never got made. Oh, yeah, the one that was very directly based on the comic? Yes, and it was great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was a good script. Yeah. Like, it was just, I'm not going to say it was going to be like an Oscar contender or anything, but it was just a good Alien. Well, it, it was just straight up the, the it was a novelization, or it was the, the script version of the comic book of the same name. Yeah. Like, it followed the plot almost exactly, if I remember And that correctly. was okay. That was okay. That was fine. That was it fine. It did not need to be more than that. Yeah. It did not need to be in a pyramid in the Arctic. <laughs> yeah, it definitely didn't need to be that. Oh, my God. It did not need to be that. You know, I, I, I think I'm the only one that really liked Requiem, though. <laughs> I, I I enjoyed that more. Requiem had some good ideas. It's just really bad. Well, but I like bad movies, so it was never boring. I do too. But it, it, it was, was it was never boring. It surprised me. Like guy gets impaled on an alien tail and then lives. I, I didn't see that coming, and, and it, it amused me more than it took me out of the movie. So I overall I like Alien versus Predator two Requiem. I uh, dude the, the 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 most messed up part about that movie is the twofer, like when the aliens find the pregnant ladies. Yeah. It's yeah. like, yeah, now we got some twofer action here. It was, was more than two. It was more than twofers. It was like 
it was like octuplets or something. It was octomoming, octo xenomorph. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that that entire like it's a great idea. It's a great idea. I, I was really impressed that they even managed to get that shot. But like, yeah, oof, that, that's messed up. <laughs> that was messed, messed up. up. That was real messed up. All right, well, moving right along. Um, I read a couple things. I finished First Strike, which is the third book in Craig Allenson's Convergence series, and he has recently announced that uh, there's more books coming in the Exoforce series, which is really cool. I'm really excited about that. The first one is actually coming in December, so I'll have something to read on uh, holiday break. Nice. And I have started, uh, but not yet finished, uh, American Prometheus, which is a book all about uh, Robert Oppenheimer. Yes. And you will not say if that movie made anything happen. Cause that's that. Yeah. It's too new. I think that falls into the struck work. Uh, what movie? Oppenheimer. That's the book. Oppenheimer is based off. I, I know. I didn't say that. Oh, oh, okay. Sorry. God, Robert, I was on, I, I'm on the assignment. Okay. I understood the assignment. You didn't, you, uh, I'm going to have to bleep that. Cause I can't, I can't, uh, I did the straight. Man I'm thing. over I here. Did, I did the straight. I'm on the thing. game. I'm on my game, baby. Uh, King of the world over here. I hate you. Go on. You know, I didn't say the name. I didn't say anything. I, I didn't say anything. I just said I read American Prometheus, okay, I, a I, book about Robert Oppenheimer. I completely agree. I don't I don't even know what you're talking about. High fives. I take the lead on the <laughs> train. All right. Lots of bleeps today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was reading. Where should we go next, Robert? Uh, I always forget about doing other, so I'm going to go with other. I uh, other. Yeah, I went and got you have myself another. I don't think I have another. I don't think you've ever had another, but I went and got myself uh, fingerprinted so I could go volunteer oh. at my daughter's school. <laughs> I recently was fingerprinted as well, my friend. Oh, fun! And uh, because the music teacher wants to fire up a Dungeons and Dragons club in November, and I'm like, I will help with that. Even though, oh, that's dope! Even though me and D and D are taking a break, I will I will unbreak myself to to make future nerds. That's that's a well, worthy endeavor. I mean, just because it's a D and D club doesn't mean you have to stick to D and D. You can always introduce them to the, to the wide world of other systems. Uh, no, it's it's just it's specific. So it's fine. I don't care. I got I, I got some I got some new dice sets. I haven't been able to, to roll yet because I've been playing digitally. So it's it's all good. I'm 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 okay with it. Like I said, I will I will get off my break to make future nerds. Like this this is a me the the break from D D is a me thing. Uh, you know this is this is helping the future of of nerds everywhere. So I I will get off my high horse. I, I'm not I that, get behind that. I'm not that. I don't narcissistic or something. I don't know. I got nothing. I was fingerprinted because I am officially adopting Carlos and Sophia and need to get uh, my fingerprints in for the legal paperwork. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Is there some Yours like is, weird part of you that's like worried that like from like you from a parallel universe or just that one in a billion, like, you know, some like crazy serial killer or something will have your fingerprints. And oh, dude, you don't even understand the levels of anxiety that entire thing gave me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think about that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm right there with you. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I'm glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> I'm glad you and I broke it in the same ways, my friend. All right. Well, that is other. Uh, where would you like to go next? I mean, dealer's choice. We got looks like video games and the SAG after approved movies and TV besides board games. So take your pick. I don't have a dice. I'd say roll dice, but I don't have my dice up here. Um, I say we just knock out video games real quick. Cool. Um, I've been playing a lot of Forza. No way. Like a new one came out, right? Yes. Yeah. No way. You know what's the most heartbreaking thing about it? No. The 
way they have the steering wheel set up in that game, it's not translating like the feel of the car right. They need to they need to work on it. I don't know what it needs. I'm I'm not a programmer. I just know it doesn't feel right. And um, for a driving game, that's really rough. That being said, let me go ahead and assure you that on a controller, that game handles beautifully. I really am enjoying the living daylights out of out of that game. It's really quite good and gorgeous. I might add. Every time you say that that phrase, the living daylights, because you say it a lot, I hear Duran Duran. The living daylights. Just scream it in my brain. Yeah. I wish I had a little choir that would follow me around. Yeah. Just accenting the things that I said like that. Yeah, that'd be great. That would be good. If you want to get uh, froggy and uh, find that audio clip and just throw that in there, that would be funny. It would be funny, but that would be work. <sighs> well, well, we'll see. And we'll you, see and when you, the episode comes all, out whether all, or not that manifests. <laughs> you, 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 uh, you, get, you get all paranoid when I start like humming music, actually stealing something from Duran Duran to profit off of. Are you I think that's me? less than the, the sample uh, quotient. Okay. Weirdo. Hold on. How long can you sample a song without having to pay the artist? I'll just try to remember next time when you say the living daylights, I'll just kind of like lean into that microphone and go, the living daylights. There's no fair use ruling saying that you can legally sample a little bit of someone else's music. I know there's not the, people quote fair use all the time and there is very little legalese that no, actually no, protects them about anything. Nothing. I know. I know. All right. Well, cue the paranoia. Don't do that. Moving right <laughs> along. So, um, so what are we doing? Talking about Timothy Dalton. Cause that's all I'm thinking about right now. So good and penny dreadful. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Okay. Moving okay. Hold on. Hold on. on hot, take, hot take. Hot take. Mm. Might be my favorite Bond. Um, I will go out on a limb. I probably will say he's at least my second favorite Bond. You know, at the end of the day, I think Craig steals it. Um, that that's where I was going with but, the second favorite, but not not by much. Yeah. He, he's he's he's. Oh man, he's got that. He had the anger, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. The bitterness. Mm-hmm. He understood that character more than I think anybody previous to him did. And what being in that life would result in terms of, like, personality shifts and whatnot. And, you know, he, <clears throat> he had, like, one good movie and one, like, eh, movie. But, you know. It's a pity that his reign was so short because there was so much potential there. Yeah. How, how different of a movie would have been if Tomorrow Never Dies was Timothy Dalton? It would have been better. I li- that's so, Sorry, Pierce Brosnan. Or Goldeneye. It would have been better. Goldeneye, yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't know, though. Goldeneye is Goldeneye's pretty damn good. Man, Goldeneye aged very well, too. You know what? That's what we need. All this talk about AI. I, I've always wanted, like, the magic movie machine where I could just, like, give me the version of the movie, the, the what, what could have been, and just have something get spit out. Yeah. Timothy Dalton in Goldeneye. Oh my God. I would just tell the AI to make me a, uh, a version of Goldeneye where Christopher Walken was every character. <laughs> <laughs> and does that make me a bad person? Probably. But you know what? Damn it. That's a world I'm okay living in. I don't know if I would be horrified or oddly aroused watching Walken Mac on Walken as Walken as a Bond lady. I mean, 
Walken Famke Jansen. Like, it's kind of a lot to like there. Well, why not just have Walken play every character in the movie that he was in? Like, replace Roger Moore and all that. That's what I said. Okay. Make make make, make a version of Goldeneye. Oh, I thought you were talking about every the, single character. Sorry, I, I got mixed up in my Bond ladies. I thought you were talking about the lady from Goldeneye. My bad, my bad. Moving on, moving on. We're way off that the is, rails. Funke Johnson is from Goldeneye. Right, 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 right. But uh, whatever. Never mind. I don't care anymore. Moving on. We're off the rails. You the sh- this always did have a small mind, James. It's not just erasing bank records. It's everything. Every computer in Greater London. Oh, God, that would have been good. The name's Bond. James Bond. <laughs> I, don't, I can't do a good walking. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid but i would totally watch this shit <laughs> oh my god i uh, i occasionally have them those good ideas circling back around that hot pot is only up in canada oh that's a pity but find a hot pot. Find a hot pot. Hot, hot, find a hot pot and go eat it because it was so good. I'm on that. Actually, can you imagine? Can you imagine Judy Dench lines delivered by Christopher Walken? Oh, that's the good stuff. We're so off the rails, man. Like we're like a documentary crew that's like looking for Nessie, and we're hanging out in Monaco or something. You know, like just this is yeah. this is just way off. Yeah, but I'm okay with this. I'm okay with this. <laughs> All right, moving right along. We were talking about video games and somehow we got there. Yeah, right. we did. Yeah, we did. Forza. <laughs> What's a game you've been playing? Uh, Destiny 2. Yeah. We talked about it. Yeah. That's why, that's, why I'm all, that's why I'm all loopy. So like last week, uh, they had double, double faction, double rewards for running hard instances. And uh, that is what I did all week because uh, – you know, it's an MMO, so resources that I need. I can hear the walking in my voice now. I don't know if it's there, but I think it's there, and it's really bugging me. I got to stop. Okay, hold on. Focus. <laughs> I'm so out of it for, from stupid destiny. Anyway, it's, it's, I, I, needed a farm, I need to farm a resource, and because of the way the awards were structured for the Nightfalls, as they are called, it was worth my time to do them. And do them, I did. Um, I ran that nightfall. It takes anywhere between 12 and 15 minutes typically. And I ran it at least 45 times last week. I think it was a lot. It was a lot, a lot. And I'm, I'm so just so tired, Jonathan. I'm so, I'm so over that. I can't even tell you. Like I, I, I feel like I left my brain in last week and it's just not, back yet i'm so burned out i mean i feel like that all the time that's basically all of 2023 for me you should join me in destiny again i i I heard a line there's a meme going around the destiny community and this is why you should join us you know what destiny 2 is jonathan it's a retire it's a retirement home for 90s first person shooter gamers i'm kind of okay with it Mm -hmm. it's true like every, like I, I watch a couple of guys who do destiny, like videos and stuff. And you know, they do reaction videos cause it's the internet. And of course you do. And like every time that comes up, like, like they, they kind of laugh, they kind of, they kind of laugh. And then they kind of have this look like, Oh man, like that might be true. And then they, they kind of like are okay with it. And they're like, yeah, yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> it's true. 
So I mean, I'd allow it. Yeah. Anyway, that's why I'm all loopy today. That's why I feel all loopy because I'm just I'm so burned out right now. Forty five well, times, Jonathan. Um, Forty five at least. I haven't actually done a full accounting yet. I could figure it out because I know I know how much reputation you get every time you run it, and so I can divide that by the amount of reputation I know I got. And it's a, it is a lot. It's a lot. It shows dedication. It's it it's, dedication. it's a lot. That that MMO resource, I won't have to farm it again for quite a while. I'm very happy about that. Well, that's good. Yeah. I should hope not. Yeah. Well, I went back in time a little bit, and I started playing Spider-Man Miles Morales because Spider-Man 2 just came out, and the reviews have all been amazing, and I realized, hey, I forgot to play Miles Morales, so I downloaded it, and I'm playing through it right now, and it's been great fun so far. Nice. The Spider-Man games on the PlayStation are really good. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Really good. Also been taking a blast through the past, uh, and I've been playing through the Metal Gear Solid collection. Fair enough. Which is uh, Metal Gear Solid 1, 2, and 3, uh, or as I like to call it, I'm not 100% sure why everything is the way it is in here, but I'm going to allow it, and it's still weird and wacky, but kind of in a fun way. Now, when you say 1, 2, and 3, you don't mean the the NES games, right? You mean like... Well, okay, so the collection's interesting. It has, okay, so the, the, the NES games were not Metal Gear Solid. Those were just Metal Gear. Right, right, right. Metal Gear Solid was originally on the PlayStation in 1998, um, followed by two on the PlayStation, <coughs> two on the PlayStation 2, and three was on the PlayStation 2 as well at first. Um, so this collection is the first time Metal Gear Solid 1 has been released in HD, um, it is a re-release of the Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3 collection that was an HD remake that was made during the Xbox 360 PlayStation 3 era. And it does add uh, the two NES games on there as well, but not the Game Boy games. But there's a Volume 2 coming as well, so uh, we get to look forward to some more stuff because there's a, there's a PSP game that hasn't been seen since the PSP days. There's a Game Boy game that has never been uh, republished. There's, there's a lot of Metal Gear left out there for us. I can dig it. Speaking of digging Almost things. Almost like SteamWorld? Yeah, it was just yeah, there yeah, you go. Segway, yeah, yeah. segue, segue, segue. Yeah, yeah, yeah nice. it was uh, SteamWorld Dig 2 was very, very cheap. Uh, it was like $4, I think. And uh, I borrowed the first one from the library and I liked it. And so when I saw that, I'm like, done. I'll, I'll get that on margin. And it's, it's a delightful little Metroidvania, basically. Uh, you play a robot on a robot planet. Uh, although you do find mutant humans eventually, which is interesting. And it's kind of well, party. It's kind of old Westy, and uh, you just go down in this mine, and you're digging, and you're looking for uh, the protagonist from the first game who has gone missing in the second game, and the the girl bot Dorothy is looking for him. And uh, it's kind of got some puzzly elements because um, uh, you can climb up, and you've got like grapple hooks and stuff, but you can only dig if you're standing on ground, and you can dig forward, you can dig up, you know, but you can't you can't like hop up on the ceiling and dig more. So like planning out your routes to get to all the different ores, which is how you make money, which is how you upgrade your character. Kind of interesting. You know, you got to kind of like think it out sometimes, which is fun. You know, it kind of keeps me engaged sometimes. And uh, yeah, you know, it's a Metroidvania game. You, you, you go places, you dig, basically you, you dig down until you get the MacGuffin. And then that allows you to, you know, backtrack a little bit and go into some new areas and blah, blah, blah. It's uh, it's quite enjoyable for four bucks, man. It's it's worth your time if you like Metroidvanias. It's it's very good. 
I do like a good Metroidvania. It, it bu- sounds awesome. Buy it on the PlayStation or, or wait for it on Steam. I'm sure it's like $2 on Steam. Yeah, but yeah, SteamWorld Dig. SteamWorld Dig 1 and SteamWorld Dig 2 are, are pretty good. SteamWorld Dig 2 is much better from from what I remember and what I've read about. SteamWorld 1 Dig, or SteamWorld Dig, the first one was kind of, it was like their first game. It was like a little indie studio and, you know, they didn't have a ton of money. <laughs> so, but, you know, SteamWorld Dig 2 was actually their third game because they also did SteamWorld Heist in there. And their, their new one, SteamWorld, I forget what it's called, SteamWorld something. Uh, it's, it's a city management game. You, you build a robot city and then <clears throat> your little robots go down in the mines. And then there's a, a mini game down in the mines of, you know, the critters down in the mines, like fending them off and stuff. A little tower defense, it looks like. It's pretty interesting. It looks neat. All right. Well, um, I've also been playing a metric ton of Mortal Kombat 1. Voyage has been super, super fun. Mortal Kombat 1, the the remix of Mortal Kombat 1 in the new timeline? Well, it's it's a relaunch. Relaunch. Right, right. A reboot. Reboot. So without getting too much into... Well, it's not a reboot, though, because it continues the narrative. Without getting too deep into the um, Mortal Kombat... Lore? 10... 9, 10, 11 trilogy, which was where the the storyline really, really takes off. The plot makes it so that they are able to basically reset the timeline and start over. And so Mortal Kombat 1 takes us to the beginning of the next timeline. But it does pick up right at the end of Mortal Kombat 11, which is cool. Mm-hmm. It's uh, and it's it's a great mix of modes. It's a great this, the storyline's been fun, um, and actually the seasonal play has been really fun as well. So there's there's a lot to like in that package. It's a really good solid package. I've also been speaking of history because God, this is an oddly historic uh, set of games I've been playing. Uh, the making of Karataka. Do you remember Karataka? Is that the racing game? No, okay. no, that is not a racing game. That is a karate game where you are side scrolling and you are like karateing people. Mm. No, I don't remember it then. It's from uh, Jordan Mechner, uh, who of course would go on to do Prince of Persia and many, many other games that I'm sure you uh, would recognize. And this game has been really interesting because the way they made it, it's almost like a documentary about uh about jordan and it starts out with him as a young person and it talks about you know how he started programming and the things that he started programming and then they actually have his old games as as like the the whole thing is broken up into chapters and every chapter has several builds of his old games so that you can see the first thing that he did and how he started changing it based on the feedback he was getting and when he started talking to broderbund and the feedback that he got there and how that changed the game and it's just been amazing. It's just an amazing package. It, it, it's the first time I've seen a video game documentary, as in the documentary is, is woven into the game rather than just about the game. It's rem- a remarkable product. I cannot recommend it highly enough. Hmm. And uh, yeah, there you go. Those are two more. I've got two more left, but you've got one left, so you jump. Oh, just continuing playing City Skylines because they delayed City Skylines 2 till next year on the consoles, which sucks. Yeah, I broke I broke the game. I broke the game, Jonathan. Because uh, apparently it has a vehicle limit. Like it can only display a certain number of vehicles on, on the city, like keep track of a certain amount at any given time. And I hit that limit and I found that out because I started seeing like trains moving around the city that like didn't have a full amount of cars. Sometimes it was just one <laughs> and it was just tooling about on the tracks. And I'm like, huh, 
weird. So yeah, my, my 25 tile giant city is, has officially broken the game. So I felt kind of spiffy about that. It's kind of neat, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Your last one. Uh, well, two more for me. I um, The kids uh, have really gotten into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, so we were playing the old Kawabunga collection from mm-hmm. Konami, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is like all the Game Boy, all the NES, all the Genesis, all, all the games up until like uh, PlayStation 1. It's been so much fun. It also has the arcade games. Remember the big old four-player arcade game? Yeah, yeah, Turtles in Time and all that. Yeah, so we have been playing a lot of that, and you know who's really into it mm. and loves it? Mm. Amelia, and she's really good at it. Mm. Makes sense. Yeah, but she's four, man. Anyone was playing Overwatch at five. Yeah, well, I think I'm on that track, man. Yeah. I think I'm on that track. Yeah. Uh, she started playing Fortnite with her siblings, which is weird. <laughs> nice it's amazing yeah well the funny part is like do you know how hard it is not to grab the mic and tell people when they've been killed by a (laughs) four-year-old you were literally killed by a toddler four-year-old yeah it's borderline not toddler anymore yeah it's borderline but you know arguably even arguably not toddler anymore but still i hear you uh and then um tony hawk pro skater one and two uh, which was the uh, big fancy remake that they did recently mm-hmm. uh, was on sale uh, for stupid cheap. So I picked it up and oh my God, I forgot how much fun those games are. And the best part about it is, is, is how it doesn't try and reimagine the game. It just presents it with a modern skin over the top essentially. And it's really, really good. Highly, highly recommended. And there you go. That's uh that's a uh, video games. Movies and TV, and then we'll finish off with board games then? I am down. Uh, movies and TV. I was doing some traveling, so guess what? I watched a lot of stuff. <laughs> you know, I'd been watching... Uh, I, <coughs> I watched this last weekend, Backdraft, the 1991 classic. <laughs> That's funny. That movie aged surprisingly well. I'm sure it did. Ron Howard uh, makes makes a good damn movie. Makes a good damn movie. Um, I've been watching this uh, series on Netflix. It's called Catching Killers. Uh, it's um, interviews with detectives about some of their toughest cases that they've had over the years, um, like the the BTK killer stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's uh, in- very engaging, um, very upsetting, very sad, but at the same time very engaging when you hear about how they basically put the puzzle together. That's, it's, that's, that's the part that really gets me. I watched a movie about time travel that I think you'd like. Uh, I might want to give it a show, shot. It's, it's not the greatest thing ever, but it is competent and fun. It's called In the Shadow of the Moon. Uh, really enjoyed that. On the airplane, they had Beetlejuice. Yes, cla- classic Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm. So I watched that. That's another movie that aged really well. Surprisingly well. Yeah, I've watched it pretty recently, yeah. I was not expecting it to be nearly as palatable as it was. Like I was, I was pleasantly surprised. Um, and then I watched two movies that I can only describe as torture. All right. After earth, the Will Smith, uh, M night Shyamalan. I have seen it and positive podcast, positive podcast (sighs) moving right along. Wow. Yeah, I know. Positive podcast. It is a movie. Positive podcast. It has a beginning and thankfully an end. Uh, I also watched the Robert Rodriguez, Ben Affleck, 
masterpiece? What'd Batflex do? Hypnotic? It's so... I've never even heard of that film. <sighs> I'm just going to say, I watched those last two so you don't have to. Nice. Nice. That is my public service to humanity this month. Positive podcast. Over to you, Robert. All right. Well, my daughter is almost 12. And so uh, she likes the spooky things. She likes the scary stuff. So and because it's Halloween, we started watching some of the scary stuff, like bumping it up a notch, bumping it up a notch. She seems to handle it okay. We watched, and I mean this in every sense of the word, the Alien Quadrilogy, my friend. And I mean that because we busted out my DVD set that I got for Christmas, whatever year that came out. And we watched all four of the Alien films. Uh, She really liked Alien, which was fun. It was real fun. Uh, She liked Aliens less, but she still liked it, you know. Uh, Ripley was still her girly pop in that. Uh, Alien 3, we all agreed, was incredibly boring. (laughs) Just, just, Just awful. Just, just why? You know, the best part about Alien 3 is that you can see the seeds of um, what would become one of the best filmmakers that we have currently in David Fincher. Yeah, yeah. Apparently on the Blu-ray version of the quadrilogy, he really rants about how awful that movie is. I kind of want to see that. And rightfully so, because it's not good. Yeah. Well, But that being said, like... I I, I will say this, the... You probably shouldn't watch that movie, but watching the stuff about the making of that film is very fascinating in in a car wreck kind of way. Because <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, studios just should not be allowed to touch. Yeah, yeah, it was a it was a poop show. It was a poop show. Um, and then we watched Alien Resurrection, which uh, you know, I mean, it's not good. And I remember no, but it sure is fun. Yeah, I remember really hating it, but I don't know if I've just calmed down in my old age or what. But I I. I had a better time than I remember having when I originally watched it. I, I was like, I was like, all right. Found out they wrote two novels, uh, speaking of that, that take place after Alien Resurrection. So I've kind of been trying to track them down. Obviously, they're not. It's kind of hard to find them these days. <laughs> but yeah, I want to know about more about the continuing adventures about, you know, half Alien Ripley. That sounds amusing, maybe. That movie, there's so many good ideas, but my God, it does not come together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, we watched a slightly longer version where she kind of like remembers Newt and she gets a few more sort of character moments. It made it better, I think. And then, then because we are closing in very briskly on Halloween itself, we watched, on Friday the 13th, we watched the first Friday the 13th. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I remember, and maybe later movies are, but I remember those those movies being fairly gory as as horror movies, slasher films of the eighties went, but they weren't as bad as I remembered in in the slightest. Like, no, it's because like, thanks to movies like Saw and stuff, like, mm. you know, we've kind of had our line reset. That's true. That's very true. But yeah, unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately, yeah. I've watched. I've only watched Saw one and two, and I could say that for sure. But yeah, yeah, Friday the 13th, the original one, uh, holds up all right. I mean, it's it's obviously got some 80s problems and whatnot, but uh, we, we had a good time watching it, mostly because we were mercilessly riffing on it while we were watching it, like MST3K style. And I, I made my daughter laugh very hard occasionally, which made me feel good about myself. But uh, we kept it going. We watched Friday the 13th Part 2 because, you know, we, we had to see Jason. You can't not see Jason at that point. And uh, yeah, that one was okay, uh, you know. It was, it was fine. 
Um, and then uh, the daughter and, and my wife were not sure they wanted to continue because, you know, like there's 10 of those movies and you got to draw a line somewhere. And I said, we got to watch three because Friday the 13th is not just part three. It is part 3D. And just watching all the like, woo, I'm waving something right in the camera's grill. Like <laughs> that was very entertaining. That was really stupid and entertaining. So well worth it. Well worth it. And then rounding us out, uh, I can talk about one of these things now because the uh, the writer strike o- is over, and I don't think there's an animator strike yet. Cross my fingers, or a, a voice actor's strike yet. Is did the voice actor strike happen? I, Not that I know of. Uh, I haven't heard anything. All right. Well, I uh, I watched the premiere of Rick and Morty after they recast Rick and Morty with with new actors because of the guy and his problems. Uh, and overall, I liked it. I. I Maybe it's because I haven't watched the show in like a year or whatever, however long it's been since it was last on the air. But I, the nothing with the voices was really egregious enough that it took me out of it while I was watching it. So I guess that's good enough with the new people. Although it's funny, they replaced the one guy with three different actors. Because huh. Mr. Poopy Butthole was also in the first episode. And uh, yeah, that, that those were all vo- voiced by that one guy, but they got three guys to replace him. And, uh, and we are continuing on Doctor Who. We are in the tail end of Capaldi's run. Uh, we've got a couple episodes left in his two specials. Or his one special? His one special. And then he then he will be gone and replaced with 13. Aww. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know how much further we're going to get on it. Uh, this, whole, this whole nonsense started with us just trying to get Eowyn caught up on Donna so she could watch the, the new episodes with us. So we are... That ship has long sailed, so I don't know how far we're going to go, keep going with it, but we'll see. Uh, all right, well, let's move into board games. Uh, board games, you have, you and I both played Welcome To, which we've talked a lot about. Continues to be awesome. Welcome um, To. Yeah. I actually uh, had a chance to play Welcome To with uh, uh, some friends of mine in person, which was nice. Very cool. That game is so easy to teach. Uh, you know, I, I, I played it with uh, that enjoyed it. Jessica, actually, I managed to get her to play it a little bit, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. I also had a chance to, to try a game called No Thanks, which is kind of interesting. So uh, everybody, um, you, you, every, no, everybody starts with no cards in your hand. Is it no cards in the hand? What is it? Let me bring up the rules real quick. I want to make sure I'm... So you, you shuffle all the cards... And you remove a specific number of cards from the deck, which is uh, three to the the number is three to thirty five. And depending on how many characters you or how many characters, depending on how many players you have, you remove a bunch of cards from that deck to create holes in the um, in the numbers. You shuffle it all up. You put it face down in the middle of the table, uh, the table, and then everybody gets um, a bunch of basically little little chits, little counters that you keep in your hand. You want to hide them. Uh, uh, essentially what these little, ca- uh, counters do is they give you the opportunity to say no. Um, starting with the oldest player, they flip the top card of the deck and they make the choice whether they want to keep that card or say, no, thanks, put a, a token on top of it and, uh, move along to the next player. Now here's, here's the thing. You've got these numbers three through 35, right? You are trying to sh- uh, end up with the lowest score possible. So let's say you flip it up and there's the number three and I have 11 tokens in my hand. I get to take the number three if it's the end of the game and that's the only card I have in front of me and I've got three points and then my tokens in my hand uh, let me um, 
bring that down by by eleven. So I would actually be having a negative score in that uh, in that example. Make sense? Kinda. So you flip a card. You decide whether or not you want it. If you want it, you put it in front of you. If you don't want it, you put a token on top, and now you have one less negative point in your hand, but you also don't potentially have a card like 35. But here's the trick. If you pick a card up, and then you pick the next card down numerically, you don't have 35 plus 34. You've only got 34, because it lets you take your 35 and turn it into a 34. And so that's why removing some of those cards from the deck is really important, because you might be in a situation where you know you've got a bunch of tokens in your hand uh, and you are just hoping that the right card comes up so that you can take it and lower your your count. And here's the deal. When you start saying no thanks to cards and putting your tokens on top of it, when somebody does eventually grab that card, they get to add all those tokens to their hand. It's clever. It's very easy to learn. You'll get it by the end of the, the first, like, set of player turns and it is it's remarkably cutthroat in a fun fun way hmm. and and the game ends when you basically are out of cards in the deck and everybody has cards in front of them so one of my co-workers who's very familiar with the game at one point they had like 70 points they had like uh, a 28 a 26 and a 23 in front of them by the end of the game they'd gotten all the numbers in between and their 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 bet was that they would be able to find those numbers and slim it down, and they got lucky and did. And so they only had a 24 in front of them when all was said and done, even though they had like four or five cards in front of them. Um, and then because they had been collecting tokens the entire game and hiding them in their hand because you don't know how many tokens everybody else has, they had managed to actually get that down to like two points from 24. Hmm. It's a neat game. I really enjoyed it. No thanks. That's what's called? No, thanks. That is what it's called. Okay. Uh, we also played some Exploding Kittens, uh, which continues to be uh, silly fun. Uh, you know, not particularly deep, but it's it sure is good for like two or three rounds. It doesn't overstay its welcome. It's good. Uh, and then I had an opportunity to play some Jaipur, uh, which we've talked about on the show before, and Potion Explosion, which we've talked about on the sh- uh, show before. And both of those continue to be just lovely, lovely games to play. And then I've been playing a lot of a game that I can't talk about yet because that is our next deep dive. I just haven't had a chance to to get one or two more playthroughs of it, and that is Merchants of the Dark Road. So look towards the future where we will be playing that in the relatively near future. And that is my board games. How about you? Anything beyond welcome to? No? No. That would require me to, like, you know, leave the house and whatnot. Not necessarily. We can always play online, my friend. True, true. True, true. Well, that brings us to the end. Oh, oh, I just got reminded of something. I just got reminded of something. I got another, other, other, other. Other, other, other. All right. So uh, the kids and me have been fighting over the space because we've only literally got one TV in the house. And, uh, you know, fighting over video game space is starting to become annoying. And so we're like, maybe we should buy a new TV and then move the TV we have upstairs and hook up the PS2 and, you know, have, have another place. At least kids can play something, get out of our hair. Right. Maybe, yeah. maybe hook. I, I've got the, uh, I've got the SNES classic also hooked up downstairs. Like, Oh, maybe we can move, you know, hook up the NES classic, get options, options. You, you, you're, you're, you're picking up what I put down. Oh yeah. So 
we went to Goodwill because we're like, we need kind of an oddly specific TV stand and we're not in any rush because we're not going to get a new TV until Black Friday because it's a month away, you know, and there, there will be deals. So we're just going to. Oh, yeah. There's no sense right now. Right now. No yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we went to Goodwill just to see if there's anything that was like perfect, you know, just randomly stumbled into it. And do you know what I randomly stumbled into, Jonathan? Do you know? No, you don't. No, you don't. So I'm walking, I'm walking through, going towards, actually, this was after we looked there. I'm just kind of like walking through, just looking at stuff. I went and looked at coats because I, 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 I like coats. I live in the PNW. I got I got to get a coat every so often. So I, you know, just see, yeah. just see what they have walking by the costumes on my way, just poking around. And I see, I see something and I'm like, that doesn't look like a kid's costume. What the hell is that? It, 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 it was large. It looked like an adult costume. So I go over and I pick it up. And I noticed it's in my size and I'm like, that's weird. And then I look at it and somebody had taken a set of Dickie's coveralls and sewed on Ghostbusters patches onto it and then gave it to Goodwill. <laughs> and I well, found that's it. an amazing find. And I found it. Oh my God. And I bought it cause I, I'm a Ghostbusters nut and yeah. Hmm. It's so nice, Jonathan. And it's making me think. I, I, I'm, I'm envious. Yeah. Well, it's making me think like um, maybe I should. Uh, I was like, maybe I should make myself a proton pack because I, I watched Adam Savage make himself a proton pack. And I'm, I'm, I'm no freaking Adam Savage. But I'm like, I, I used to make models and stuff a lot. Uh, making models and making props isn't too far removed from each other. You know, I, I, I dry brushing and all that. I, I, I got some skills. I got some skills and I'm like, maybe I should make myself a proton pack and not, not for this Halloween. Cause there, there's, there's not enough time. I mean, it's today, right? We didn't, we didn't record yeah, this a week ago. Totally. hundred percent. But yeah, so I'm thinking, I'm thinking for next, next Halloween. I think I, I need to over the next year, build myself a proton pack. And then, uh, we just blew a whole bunch of money on the air conditioner. So my wife, Obviously, oh, I'm getting ready to do that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's nice. Our new air conditioner is freaking sweet, and heater. It's so it's so nice. <laughs> I I I, uh, I didn't understand like houses having weird cold spots and all that. That's not how it's actually supposed to work. You know, like a good a good HVAC system really makes life a lot more pleasant. Anyway, um, especially when you work from home. Uh, but anyway, I digress. So she doesn't want to spend money because, you know, there's obviously ones you can throw money at several hundreds, if not thousands of dollars at. But, you know, and at first I was annoyed because, you know, I, I, yeah. but then I was like, you know, I make stuff like, why don't I, you know, I was telling her like, okay, okay, well, I'm going to spend money where it counts, but I kind of like the challenge of trying to just kit bash something together. And, uh, and so that's where I'm at. So I, I think, I think my project for this next year until next Halloween, hopefully, hopefully is uh, I'm going to try to use like the local buy nothing groups and Facebook and all that to kit bash together a proton pack and spend at least in the actual fabrication of it as little to no money as possible until I need to like get lighting. And then I'm going to have to teach myself LEDs, which I'm not looking forward to, but that's my plan. That's my plan. I can embrace that plan. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great plan. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I found some, some DIY sites on the internet where this couple made their own proton packs and they made it out of like foam and some other stuff that they bought. Um, but like the thing that they made the cyclotron out of, you know what they actually did? <laughs> they went to the dollar general and they got a big giant tortilla, like flour, a flour tortilla warmer that, you know, you, you 
put the towels in it and you put it in the microwave, you know? And they just they threw the, the cover the, the top away and they just flipped that bad boy over and that became the cyclotron and then they added lights in it that spun. <laughs> just I think that's brilliant. Just drilled four holes in it. I, I that's exactly I because I, I was thinking like, yeah, I, I couldn't like I I, re- I had this like vision of like something that we had when I was a kid that was like the exact and then and then they're like it, it's a tortilla warmer. I'm like that's is what I was thinking of. I'm like great minds, mofo. I was literally thinking about that. So like yeah, I'm like I think I think I could kit bash it because like on the buy nothing group, I, hopefully I can find someone who's looking to get rid of an Alice frame, you know, so I could have the straps and and stuff. And then uh, after that, just get like old toys and like old electronics and like just pull wiring out of them and stuff to like have the wires going over all over which way I think I could do it for like nothing. I mean, I'll probably have to buy like primer to prime it black and some paint, but like the actual fabrication of the unit itself, I'm wondering if I could just go like all free except for like hot glue gun and you know, you know, this is some of the stuff you're going to need to pay for just because I, I, I want to have quality things. Fi- I, I don't want to, I don't want to get free hot glue gun or something. You know what I mean? But like you're, you're hearing me, you're picking up what I'm putting down. Oh yeah. I'm with you. You're with me. Anyway, sorry. I, I looked over and I saw my jumpsuit in the corner and I, I, I got all excited again. I had to share. It was, it was fun. You, you've, you've had a much better day than I have in that respect. I'll tell you what, tell you what, I will, I will share the love, the, the website I found with the, uh, the couple that made their own proton packs. I will send it to you so you can have something to look at because you like the Ghostbusters, right? Uh, of course I, I adore the Ghostbusters. All right, there you go. I just sent it to you. It says delivered. Uh, oh, there it just popped in. Let's take a look. Oh, that's totally doable. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't that look nice? That looks real nice. Yeah. It totally works. It's so yeah. funny, now that you've said it, I can totally see the tortilla warmer. I know, right? Yeah, yeah, they talk about getting the tortilla warmer. It's a little bit down in their fabrication. And then, like, you know what the red... If you hadn't the, said it, if you hadn't said it, I wouldn't see it. But now that you've said it, I, I can't unsee it. Right, right, right. But you know what the, the red is? They went to Dollar Store and got, like, uh, like kids' folders, you know, that they put school stuff in, like red plastic ones, and that, it's just a sheet of that. <laughs> that. That's where the red comes from. It's just red. It's a red sheet of stuff from dollar store and whatnot. Anyway, yeah, I think, I think I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to try to fabricate something out of old toys and just crap. I get for free. I think it's worth a shot. Mm hmm. Uh, is that it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of our off the shelf segment, which means it is break time. And when we return, we will be hopping into our wisdom of crowd segment. So we will see you in just a moment. We love getting feedback, so please let us know how we're doing by one of the following. You can become our patron over at Patreon. Search for Forgot My Dice. We also have a Discord page where we organize games and chat about all sorts of stuff. Find a link on our website, ForgotMyDice.com. You can also message us or tweet at us on the Twitters. Find us at Forgot My Dice. And, of course, you can email us at fmdpodcast2016 at gmail.com. Or you can head on over to our website, ForgotMyDice.com, where all of our episodes are available, plus game reviews and other content. If you like the show, the best way for more people to find out about us is to give us a review on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Stitcher. Last of you, for those of you listening in the village, call the operator, give your number, and ask for us to be put on the rotation. Robert, this, this needs to stop. Listen, I'll, I'll make you a deal. I will not make any deals with you. I will not be pushed, filed, stamped, indexed, briefed, debriefed, or numbered. My life is my own. 
And welcome back from the break. It is now time for our Wisdom of Crowd segment. That is, of course, our bi-weekly tabletop news segment where we talk about all the news that is uh, cruising about. All right. Well, first up, I have uh, news of yet another video game to board game um, crossover. Have you heard of the game Deep Rock Galactic? I have some of my buds like playing that obsessively. It's weird. Like that's it's one a of fun game. Games. It's a fun I've game. Overwatch I've played too. it. I've played. Yeah, I've I played it a couple times. I'm I'm barely anywhere. Uh, I, yeah, I can't say I've I've gotten into it as much as a lot of other people, but I, it is certainly fun, and I do see the appeal. And most importantly, so did Ghost Ship Games and Mood Publishing. They are doubling down on a Deep Rock Galactic board game with two new expansions. The Deep Rock Galactic board game was a successful Kickstarter that they did back in 2022. And now they are bringing out two expansions, the Biome expansion and the Space Rig expansion. So there you go. Uh, Keep your eyes open for them. The Biome expansion is pretty cool. Uh, It just gives a bunch of different critters and a uh, bunch of different rule sets and, and playability to it. And then the Space Rig expansion actually focuses on your characters and gives them all kinds of additional um, tools and additional playability. All right. Well, Paizo announces price increases on just about everything starting in 2024. So, what? Price increases in this day and age? Surely not. In this economy? Uh, Thanks, Obama. So, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't remember if we talked about it, but they are re-releasing the Pathfinder 2 books as Pathfinder... Uh, remastered uh basically to update it to the orc license there's going to be they're going to drop some you know dnd isms and blah 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 there's a whole long series of blog posts and articles and somebody obsessively upset uh, updating a google uh <laughs> a google doc sheet that I, I have access to which is kind of fun to read sometimes but yes they everything is getting a pretty healthy price increase except for the first printing of pathfinder remastered that will be under their old pricing structure, even though it will come out after they switch to the new pricing structure, starting in early 2024. Well, also, and this one was, I, I don't know why they like, like almost seemingly snuck this in at the bottom, but like the last paragraph of, of two things that they've announced by this, they, they're, you know, like high-fiving themselves over uh, switching to more sustainable soy-based non-toxic ink and paper stock that has more recycled content in it. And you think that'd be like a separate one because that's like kind of rad. But that, that's mixed in with that other uh, Yeah, I would have done that as two separate press it, but. releases. But uh, hey, maybe that's why I am not in marketing. So that's a twofer. I like Back that. You, Jonathan. We just talked about video games to board games. How about we talk about video games to board games? Because Steamforge Games has announced that her... For her blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it's going to be one of those days. Horizon Forbidden West Seeds of Rebellion is coming soon. So this is an upcoming tabletop venture. It's based on the Horizon Forbidden West video game, and it is set to come out sometime in 2024. And they already had, of course, the Horizon Zero Dawn board game. This is bringing in some of the content that we saw in the sequel game that came out. uh, Was that last year or this year? Last year, I guess. Yeah, it sounds about right. Which is awesome, by the way, if you have not had an opportunity to play it. You know, I still haven't managed to get through the first one. Oh, it's one. so worth it, man. So worth it. I I, so I know, I know. I play it I play it for a while and then I put it down. The same thing with Spider-Man. I, I 
the first Spider-Man game. I've gotten probably about two thirds of the way through it. And then, you know, something else caught my eye. And now it's been so long since I played it. I kind of don't remember what was going on. That's me with Ghost of Tsushima. I kind of just. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I don't want to start it up again because I got too far. And one of the things I do like about this Horizon board game that I wish the video game would have is that it is a fully cooperative gameplay engine. So it's kind of like. Hmm, I, I now hope that the video game takes a cue from the board game and brings some cooperative playing because I would love to play through that world with you. I think it would be so much fun. That's what we need nice. to do. You know, I need to find a nice, good co-op game to play. Like Ghostbusters? Yes, we still have that. I would be down. It's still mm-hmm. installed. It's still waiting for you. They they just released another DLC for it and introduced a spooky ghost for Halloween. Let's do it. All right. All right, so uh, that was second for me, so now it's your second one. Palladium, you know, that old, old old-fashioned game company that's been around forever and uh, up until surprisingly recently used light tables and, you know, transparencies to put their books together. Uh, They have announced that they have gotten the license for TMNT back and will be releasing a new edition of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Other Strangeness over on the Kickstarters, quote, soon. The preview page is up. So that's usually a good sign of it happening relatively quickly. But uh, yeah, yeah. We taking bets as to whether or not there's a speaker of the house when that Kickstarter ships? <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, no. Yeah, me too. All right. It's <laughs> uh, not a bet then. It's not a bet. <laughs> oh, man. Back to you. All right. Well, Mantic Games has announced a very interesting miniatures game. It's called Barroom Brawl, but here's the kick. It's an advent calendar. So starting on the 1st of December, going all the way to the 24th of December, you open a door on the advent calendar every day, kind of standard for advent calendar stuff if you had one growing up, Uh, Mm -hmm. and you collect a new piece of the game. There's six hand-cast resin fantasy miniatures, a bunch of 3D scenery, and the game itself involves uh, competing with people to bring festive food and drink from your tavern's bar all the way back to your table while avoiding other players, bouncers, and all kinds of other shenanigans. So there you go. I think that's a really cool idea. Uh, I can't believe it's taken this long for it to show up, frankly. Indeed. All right, well, my last story is, Jonathan, we have entered the brave new world of the past all right, so you remember when we had piles and piles of books based off of our favorite properties and that kind of like went away a couple of years ago and you don't see as many now? Yeah, I'm kind of bummed out about that because oftentimes those books would be based off of the original versions of the scripts and would differ greatly from what was shot and put onto the onto the screen. Or, you know, like piles of Star Wars books or piles of Star Trek oh, books. And, yeah. Those are the good days. Those are the good well, days. Like, except mi- for some of the stuff that Shatner wrote, which was weird and just totally not okay. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that might be coming back, buddy. Uh, Random House has announced a new D&D novel because apparently the, uh, the prequel to the movie did really well. So they're, they're dipping their toe back in. It's going to have a new party. It will not feature the D&D movie party. And it will be coming out. I did not get a date. It will be out soon. The book is called The Fallbacks Bound for Ruin. And it's, uh, yeah, it's going to be coming out. Oh, it's going to be a series for sure. So there you go. That's cool. But yeah, it sounds like it's going to be set in the Forgotten Realms. It's going to be about a venturing party, like getting magic spell books and all of that fantasy nonsense. But yeah, we are, we're coming. It's coming back, man. It's coming back. I mean, most of those novels were pure garbage, but you know what's really good about them? Um, 
because they were kind of like entry level fiction for a lot of uh, aspiring writers, like occasionally somebody was like a diamond in the rough that wrote something and you're like, oh, damn, like this novel's not great, but they, they that, that person needs to, yeah, hone, hone, keep going. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So there you go. And I washed my hands of this segment. I'm all done. <laughs> Did you ever see uh, There Will Be Blood? No. Oh, there's a great scene in the uh, where Daniel Day Lewis just screams out, "I'm finished!" I've heard you scream that before, so I think that's a joke you've already told oh, me probably, before. Probably over the years. I still can't believe you haven't watched There Will Be Blood, which is a phenomenal film. I haven't watched a lot of movies. Jeremy. I get that. I get that. I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. There's a there's a truck stop DVD bins worth of entertainment that I have yet to get to, but. Uh, uh, that, that's just called Amazon Prime, buddy. Oh, that's so true, though. <laughs> it's funny because it's true. Uh, all right. Well, that brings us to, of course, our year in the life segment. We have hit pause on a king and all things uh, for a variety of different reasons. It will return. We are not done with that yet, but I'm going to go ahead and need. I'm going to need Hollywood to get its uh, act together, and I'm not looking at the the these striking people when I say that comment. Yeah. Yeah. For, for real, for real. And the sad part is the writers pretty much got everything they wanted, you know? And, and Warner brothers itself announced that they lost more money than what the writers wanted combined during that little strike with the writers. So just saying, just saying, but you know, unions are bad because reason because <laughs> greed also i i've been having a like watching this movie has been just inconvenient enough that it's been kind of hard to do <laughs> because like uh, i kind of go subscribe to something and then remember to cancel it and blah i'm, I'm kind of willing to say at this point that if the stupid strike uh, gets resolved before we actually watch no smoking I, I might just suggest we skip it and move on to the next thing because i I'm, I I watched like the first 20 minutes of this film before I realized it really did need subtitles because it was like half in English and half not. And uh, but what I was seeing was not not filling me. Filling me with hope. It. Uh, it was it was it was weird and there were moments, but it was also coming off a little boring and I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Is this going to be one of those? And I just I don't know. So do we need to alter the plan? Well, like I said, if the, the strike resolves itself and we can watch the newer stuff before we end up watching No Smoking, I, I vote we just skip No Smoking because I'm having problems motivating myself to, to actually take the time to go watch it because I'm not very enthusiastic about it anymore. I mean, I, I understand that. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't, sound, and also, it doesn't I, sound like I need to go through the steps is what you're saying. Eh, maybe, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it picks up after the first 20 minutes. Who knows? All right, well, let's hope, let's hope, let's hope, let's hope. So anyway, anyway, King and All Things, it's coming back. Don't worry, we haven't forgotten. Along with our recording schedule, it's just been rough with TV and stuff. I'm really hoping that they pull their proverbial heads out of their proverbial rears. We're, we're, we're standing with the union, man. Yeah, no, I'm, I know that we're on the right side of the line. I'm just saying that it's just, it's time for them to pull their, their heads out. Yeah. There might be a popping noise. You may feel slightly disoriented at first, but trust me, it's the way forward. All right, well, that means it's time for our Year in Life segment. Robert, 
we are casting our way back vision 365 days ago and we get to talk about it again what was happening a year ago forgot my dice 133 highly aerodynamic and which is when you shaved your head i remember that and uh forgot my god has it been that long yeah yeah or maybe we talked i think you shaved it before that no, we, I, sh- we were I definitely talked uh, shaved it before then i wonder when that yeah, first yeah, day I, was i'll have to go back and look but I, I think that's when we talked about it because, yeah, anyway. And then uh, 134, Batcore, uh, we reviewed Jaws, the board game, and Dune, House Secrets. I am currently looking back in my Wayback device to see when it was that I shaved my head. Uh, oh, wow, here's a picture from 2020 that I shaved my head. I knew Amelia was alive when I started shaving my head. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so oh, here I we was, go. It was May of 2020. It was when I shaved my head. Okay. Yeah, we must have just been talking about it because the highly aerodynamic was you talking about your bald head. I it is, in that. fact, highly aerodynamic, though. I, I definitely, it definitely is. Yeah. Here I was in February of 2020, and I had hair. And here is March did, of 2020. Did, did you, Joe? Though, Jonathan, did you? Because there's a reason you shaved it. Well, I had a lot of hair around the edge. I had the Picard thing going strong, and I had the the. Totally, totally, totally awkward uh, Widow's Peak thing happening. Nice. You know, let's see. Uh, I was watching. Oh, that's when I watched Mexican Dracula. Fun. And, and the new Hellraiser movie. That was a year ago. Uh, Lego Star Wars. Sha- oh, Shadow of the Colossus. That's when I played that. And let's great game. See. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can't. I, oh, you were. House Secrets. What a great game. Well, Jaws the board game, man. That's a great game. We need to. Uh, is that on board game arena? Hmm. We do. Do we not have a welcome to game going right now? We do not. All right, I'm about to fix that. Half the time when we're uh, recording this, and you say, uh, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get another one going," I uh, I start typing welcome to dot com into the web browser. That that does not work. No, no, no. That's not what you do. So that was a year ago. We uh, Big thing there for me is Dune House Secrets, which I really want to play more of. Um, by the way, you and I have played the Dune board game. Uh, one, well, one of them. We did? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Requiem one? Did we? Or, sorry, not Requiem. Imperium. Imperium. We, we, we played it together on, on, on Board Game Arena, I think. Or maybe it was um, Tabletop Simulator. Either way, we did it on one of them. I still have that expansion that I really want to dive into. So we, we should get together and do that. You know what? Um, yeah, that was funny because I accidentally was looking at episodes from two years ago and that's, that was the game we played two years ago. Oh, how funny. Was, yeah. It explains the picture because the picture, I'm like, that looks like a video game. That's weird. And then, and then you just said that. I'm like, oh yeah, it probably wasn't a ta- <laughs> uh, uh, tabletop simulator. That's funny. Oh, man. They need to put that, I love that game. They need to put that on the PlayStation, man. They need to put that in the PlayStation. Yeah, agreed. I'm going to agree 110% with that. I think that's it, Jonathan. I think we're done because we're not we're not doing a review. It's a sad, sad little segment. <sighs> I do promise, that's guys, okay, we man. are getting back to, to normality. It's This has been just an unbelievably crap year. You know that? I, I've been fine, but I'll take your word for it. To each their own. It's just not... You know, like, sometimes things just don't go smoothly. It's just not been a smooth year. And a lot of it's out of our control. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of episode 146 of the Forgot My Dice podcast. Once again, join us on all of our digital domains. We would love to hear from you. 
Again, the most recent uh, winner of the uh, Digital Domain Awards it continues to be the Discord. Active. Join the join the Discord. Uh, Robert, any final thoughts? No, because we, we got on that like eight-minute rant that I have very likely edited out. And I had something planned, but I forgot it because I, I, I got it all queued up. I was ready for it, and then, then you had to rank. Maybe you will remember it later when we were recording the segment before this that we totally don't do out of order. You know what? I'm not going to tell people the sausage we've <laughs> made, so we're not going <laughs> to pretend that. Well, with that, Robert, there's only one last thing to do, and that is to say... Wow, oh, it wasn't even on there. I was looking for it on the script thinking that I was forgetting something, but there wasn't. It's because I cut and pasted. I didn't cut and paste all the way. I should have. Yeah, now I'm totally drawing a blank. It's uh, uh, be excellent. Be excellent okay, I'll do it. No, no, no. Well, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, I'm there now. Yeah, That's okay. all I need. It was just You're the, there? The, the, the little cue. The little cue. The little cue? I'm going to keep that in. That's fair. I'm going to keep fair. that in. I, you know, it threw me off. I'm, I'm used to working with the script, okay? I'm not... What amateur show is this? You're a nice guy. Literally, You're a literally nice we, guy. We literally started that shtick on episode... I think zero. I think that was in the yeah, one hundred and ten percent. But I am a creature of habit, and I was looking for the line to read. One, but do, do you not get the? Uh, do you not get the? I'm a nice. You're a nice guy. Uh, no, uh, that I was don't. when. Um, what's his oh, name? oh! I remember! I remember! I remember! I remember! <laughs> what I was gonna say. Thank you, Jonathan. He gave me yeah, time. You're welcome. I had a lesson today, in uh, no longer being culturally irrelevant. It was. It was fascinating. It was fascinating. Uh, have you ever heard of Salt Bay? B A E. You know, like yes. Like, yeah, that, I, I had not. That was a good solid. I had not at this point. Uh, it was 2017, apparently. So last six. But uh, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I I started watching a new YouTuber, which is always fraught with peril because you just you you just gotta hope that you know someone's not a Nazi. You know. Yeah. Because like the I, I I like watching videos about dunking on Elon Musk. It, it's one of my favorite pastimes. And there was this one I started watching, and that the, that person's I guess X account now his Zeets. Uh, <laughs> uh, there, there's some questionable things he says in Zeets, and I'm like, oh dang, darn it. Uh, so. So far, so good with this new guy, but I will not say the name. But anyway, uh, he he did he did a thing on it, and I'm like, how did I not hear about this? How how do I have no clue? Because like um, the most recent episode of uh, of uh, John Oliver had a, had a reference to him, like salt like a douche or something like that, <laughs> and, and I I just didn't get it. I'm like, oh, that must be something I don't know about. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I watched this whole video on the guy and why people hate him, <laughs> and, and his really 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 cringy thing where he went on the field. Oh at the end god, of the yeah, that match. was terrible. That was not okay. Yeah, yeah. That, that violated some 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 major unspoken rules. Right, right. Yeah, it was it was just I had no idea. Never heard of the guy. Never heard of the guy. All I got to say is bouncing salt off your elbow and hitting everything on the frickin' table is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Well, hey man, it got him his twenty minutes of fame. Yeah. Have you have you heard how much his restaurant bill is sometimes? Yes. Yes, I have. Have you seen Have you seen that these these people like post it and they're like proud of it? They're, somebody posted a bill for like thirty seven thousand. Dude, I freaked pounds. out the other day because I went to freaking P Terry's, which is like an in and out out here in Texas for those of you not in Texas. It's really good. It's really, it's good. really good. It's really I, good. It's really take, good. Hot I spent take. Almost hot take. Hot take. Hot take. Hot take. And I was freaking out about take. that. So yeah. Hot take. P Terry's is better than in and out. <laughs> 
You shut. It's my hot take. Your mouth. Nah, it's way better. It's way better. Uh, you can say it all you want. I just feel like you're holding the ice cube. That's all. It's a spicy take. I said it was a hot take. I said it was a hot you did, take. You did qualify it. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, you're wrong. Just a little FYI, but uh, I'm going to allow it. Well, that brings us to the end. Be excellent to one another and party on, Robert. Party on, Jonathan. And don't bounce salt off your elbow like a douche. No, no. Just That's a no. solid life choice for me. I do not do that. Yeah, yeah. Unless your elbows are real clean. Yeah, Ugh. I'm going to go put this salt away real quick. I'll be right back. Walk. <laughs> I'll see you next episode, buddy. Did you hear that funny ass joke? Oh, God. <laughs> now, there's a, like, 15-year-old reference for you. <laughs> no, wrong-sounding Muppets. That's what you get here, man. That's what you get here. No longer culturally relevant. That's right. we got to do references that are older than some of our children. Most of our children. You know, there's a good chance that we're going to be able to bring it back. We're bringing it back. <laughs> you know how up you know how things that used to be cool stop being cool and then they get cool again? We're just pushing that agenda. Oh, my God. Okay, we're, we're off the rails here, but I don't care. Um, my daughter, my daughter, we're like sitting in the car and she's like, yeah, I started listening to this like really old band. Uh, they're really oh, good. God, I'm, gonna I'm make really me, impressed with this them. It's going to make my soul hurt, isn't it? Do, do, do you have any albums? I'm like, I don't know. Maybe. Can you tell me what the name is? Oh, yeah. It's this it's this band. Uh, they're called like uh, Nirvana. Oh, I'm Jesus. Like, no. Oh. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Remember when you were cool? I remember when I was cool and I used to do things like go to shows. Remember when Nirvana wasn't classic rock? Shut your <laughs> mouth. It's, it's classic rock now, man. You're just intentionally antagonizing <laughs> me right now. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. Think about it. Okay, my daughter's 11. Dude, bro, you don't have to I'm tell me this, okay? Like, I was listening to the radio the other day and these assholes played Pearl Jam and then it was the freaking classic rock station. I'm like on there to hear some Led Zeppelin, some Jimi Hendrix. They played from my high school. I'm not okay. Jonathan. I'm not okay, Robert. So my daughter's 11. So that would be us like like going up to, that'd be like me going up to my father at that age and going, hey, dad, uh, have you you heard of this band from 1967? (laughs) When you say things like that, it hurts my soul. Yeah. Anyway, she likes Nirvana, so that's cool. I mean, yeah, that that's I, there's a definite positive there. There's a definite positive. Yeah, there. yeah. Anyway, we're way off. We're way it's off. Completely, the rails. and I'm okay with it. We're just we're just chugging along. Even if I'm not okay, in, I'm okay with that. We're we're like we're in new territory. Like the train is off. The, this is like the Snowpiercer. We we put on the tank treads and we're way out in the Arctic off the rails. Yeah, that movie. I actually saw that in theaters fun uh i don't know if it did that in the comic or in the the show but apparently in one of them it could it could it could get off the rails and put on some tank treads and just go no that was not in the movie that was not in the movie i know it might have been the tv show i was re- I, I i i went down a wikipedia spread anyway anyway this we gotta go we yeah gotta, this, this is, has to we're, stop we're putting it into this. good night everybody we will talk to you soon <laughs> say good night jonathan i already said good night you say good night sir no, it's it's the it's the George. I say say good night, Jonathan, and you go good night, Jonathan. You know, and you sound confused. It's just like back it's to the thirties. 
I was just playing Dares of Eternity and, and that happens. It's hilarious. The horse whinnies and then it's like, uh, okay, good night, sir. <laughs> so we're gone. We're gone. Anyway, we're gonna hit the stop button now. Okay, good. I clicked it. Oh, but it didn't go. Damn it. Alright, let me try again. The music you heard in this podcast was intro by Elifiel. Additional music was provided by Brian Winkleman. Funding for the Forgot My Dice podcast was provided by our supporters on Patreon. Thank you 